Welcome to the Worship Leader Probs Podcast with your host Jeremy and Mr. Probs. Look, worship leading can be one of the most rewarding areas of church ministry. But it can also feel like... I'm a worship leader. And I'm a production guy. And these are our problems. Welcome to episode 47 of the Worship Leader Props Podcast, sponsored by Planning Center Online. What's up, Big Tasty? <laughs> Dude, you're kind of in the uh, cellar this morning. I'm digging this base, the base Dude. gingy. I, so uh, <laughs> our friend Carson, I talk about him all the time on the podcast, he's here. And then, so Carson played this youth camp uh, a while back. And so um, he had told these people that he was like friends with with you and I on the Worship of Pros podcast. And like, they were all like, no way. So he starts this text thread with me and 12 people. And they called it Uncle Jer's Millennial Friends. <laughs> and so one of the, the guys in the group, his name's Aaron, um, he came down to uh, hang out and come see the new church. And uh, so we're just kind of hanging out and stuff. So I tried to keep up with a bunch of 22-year-olds last night, and I stayed up till 1145. <laughs> Dude, I was long uh, asleep by the time you got to bed. <laughs> yes, you were. So my wife is gone. I'm batching it, and um, I I went off the script last night. She left me food to eat, and I did yep. not eat it. So, honey, oh. I'm so sorry. I DoorDash Chick Fil A because I've been thinking about that uh, that new mac and cheese. Oh, my. is it that good? Look, okay, so I'm uh, I I can over you know promote stuff. <laughs> No. And, and so here's, so here's, I think it's fantastic. Okay. And so here's what I did. I got nuggets and mac and cheese and I Ooh. cut the nuggets up, put them into the mac and cheese. Oh, wow. And made like a little casserole for myself. It was pretty fantastic. True or false. That's why they call you Big Tasty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was good though, my man. I'll tell you that. It was good. Dude, I had a really surreal experience yesterday. Um, so it was my day off, but a buddy of mine was going to stop by TC3 and bring his, uh, his, uh, calibration machine. So that way I could, uh, calibrate my, my measurement mic in smart. So we're accurately, accurately capturing depth decibels. Mm. So Friday's day off, nobody was technically at the church. And so, um, I called. But my best friend, Randy, who is the worship pastor I used to work with, I was like, bro, you want to ride with me down? This will take literally five minutes. Be a quick tour of the church. And then there's this really good seafood joint on, on the other side of the bridge. And we grab some seafood, hang out, have some lunch. He's like, yeah, man, let's get down there. So we get there and we pull into the church. At the same time, Andy, the new worship leader that I work with, pulls into the church. So two worlds colliding. Worlds are colliding. Yeah, it, dude, it was just so, and then, come on, to to work with a Randy for 10 and a half years, and now I work with an Andy, like. And it was dandy. <laughs> that meeting was dandy, but it was just so weird, like, you know, because it's like you get this new life going on, and then all of a sudden for those two things, it was just, it was, it was craziness. But. That's cool. That's cool. So this, this week, uh, my wife and I are walking through Kroger. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we got, we have WLP merch coming and all that stuff. And so I have been 
slow to wear mine around here. And so for what I had one, I had one of the shirts on. We're walking through Kroger. It's like nine o'clock at night. And a guy walks up and, and says, Hey, I just want you to know how much I am enjoying the podcast. Whoa. And I was like, what? And so, yeah, his name's Corey Elkins. He, uh, he's a worship pastor here in the city that I live in, which is Fishers, Indiana, just on the Northeast side of Indianapolis. And so Corey, blessings, brother. Good to meet you. And, uh, have a we good weekend. Salute we you. salute you, my man. We salute you. Does that make you like a celebrity? It doesn't at all, but it was, uh, crazy to have that happen. You know, I, I, it just, so look, we talk about numbers some and never in, never is that us going, Hey, look at us and how cool we are. It's always like only God could take words on pictures and turn it into whatever this is turning into, you know? And so uh, for us to go places and, you know, that's just mind blowing to me. Um, it really now, is. And so if he'd have walked up and went, like, Hey, big tasty. I love the fight. I would have loved that so much. <laughs> What's up? Big tasty. Hey, I hope uh, some of you got to check in last week on the podcast. We talked about, uh, using visuals in worship and we've had a lot of really good feedback on, on that part of the episode. And so I actually, this week I did a live in our Instagram page. And uh, kind of showed just one song and how I was using lights and video and stuff like that. So I hope that was helpful for you. And I thought it, it was a cool idea because, like, um, so much of what we do is just, like, talking. You know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm. But for you to actually, like, see an example of, okay, this is what we talked about and this is practically how we're using it. So uh, if you guys have, uh, you know, if any of those those concepts that we're sharing, if you guys are using any of those, man, hit us up in the DMs. We'd mm-hmm. love to know uh, kind of what you think. We'd love to, uh, you know, if we if if there's some ideas that you're like, oh, man, have you guys ever thought about this? Dude, we'd, we'd love to hear that from you guys because, man, we just appreciate y'all. You're the based. We do. And you know what? We love you. And speaking of the based, planning center. Bum, bum, bum. It can't get better than Planning Center. So they're our sponsor. And here's the deal. Uh, they don't lock you into any contracts. You can adjust or cancel your plan at any time with no fees. Um, any plan that you choose starts with a 30-day free trial. They won't even ask for payment information until after 30 days. A planning center is designed to scale to the needs of your church. Use the applications you need at the level you need. And they offer support, you know. Anyone can reach out to Planning Center Support, regardless of whether or not you're a customer yet or your role at your church. And they'll get back to you with in-depth answers, often within an hour. Okay, so you don't even have to be a customer to ask them a question. Now, I think you should be a customer because they're amazing and they've changed the game. But that just tells you a little bit about the heart of Planning Center. And... Bonus points, if you'll call them up and video yourself saying, hey, I got a questie. (laughs) We'll send you some WLP stickers. (laughs) Hey, hey, fam, I got a questie. Exactly. (laughs) Man, I get it. Not a week goes by that somebody doesn't DM us or text me a picture of Starbucks and say, it was a Starbeast kind of morning. I love it so, so very much. 
Okay, so how about Luke Anderson? Luke Anderson's awesome. Holy moly. My wife uh, just finished the episode yesterday. And I got to say, so I, real quick, Lori, thank you. Because last time when I did a podcast, I don't think you listened to any of them. <laughs> and this time you have listened to every single episode. So um, I just, you're, you're the best and I salute you. But, and I promise I'm not doing that because she felt like last week when you were appreciating her, I didn't give the same amount of gusto to it. <laughs> I'm going to step on the gas a little bit, man. Yeah, so she 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 said she she finished the episode and she was just like, "Holy crap, it was so good." So. Yeah, wisdom, man. So much wisdom. And look, not this is not an insult to drummers, but like we didn't even we didn't talk at all about drumming at all. And how cool is that? Like we talked about the Lord living in your calling, um worship leading. I mean, didn't talk about fat beats. <laughs> there was no fat beat discussion at all. <laughs> I mean, everybody loves a fat beat. So. Right? We didn't talk about bops, bangers, or what's the other one? Bops, bangers, fat beats. Is it a bop, a banger, or a? <laughs> I don't remember. I have to text my 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 Carson. His name is Jackson. Oh, really? So I have to text Jackson and say, "Remind me what the, the third one was." <laughs> Bob's bangers. I don't know now. Bangers. I forget. I forget. It just tells you something. That's awesome, <laughs> dude. So um, I have been working really hard on audio stuff at the church. Uh, moving into the new building and just kind of getting the decibels and, and not, and not even just past decibels, but just like, so I, I was like, I worked and worked and worked and worked and worked. And so finally, like I figured out last week, I was like, um, I knew I had my master bus compressor on and I was just like, but I, I finally, I don't know why I didn't think this before, but I finally looked it up and my master bus was never getting any compression ever. Mm. So I just brought the threshold down just a little bit and all of a sudden, some of the sibilance when it was getting big was starting to, to go away and it became, I got actually this week for the, maybe the first time in my life, I got two emails from some ladies in their early to mid fifties saying, we absolutely love what we're experiencing at the church. Man, that's awesome. I mean, I will hold on to those emails for the rest of my life. It's always the NBC. The NBC. Yeah. The master, master bus compressor. Isn't that what they call oh. it? They call it in the biz. On the yeah, street, yeah. that's what they call it. NBC, yeah, yeah. NBC. The old NBC. <laughs> NBC. <laughs> okay, I have a confession, and I know we're going a little long here, but... Okay, go for it. I have a confession. Okay, Jeremy has long been kind of the whip, the whip, the emotional whipping boy because of his affinity for When Calls the Heart. Yes. You know, it's it's kind of a female show. He's got a cat. It's his wife is not even home. That's right. So I have a, a confession to make. Okay. For forty six, and we haven't talked about Wayne calls the heart for a while, but for all the times we've talked about it, I have remained silent. Which really? would that be a sin of omission? Omission. It might be because I too have an affinity for 
a show like that. Really? Yes. What is it called? Down Abbey. See, I don't know that those are the same. Well, I know I hear, lots of dudes that love Downton Abbey. Well, here's the I deal. I don't know many dudes that watch Hallmark. Well, I, okay, but I'm trying to, I'm giving you some, you're not alone. You know what I mean? You matter. I appreciate you're seen, that. Dude. You're seen, Jeremy. Um, so we, I took my wife on a date. She's out speaking this weekend, um, at a women's deal and I took her on a date night and we nice. went to see the Downton Abbey movie. That's awesome. And it was fantastic. And if you are, if you are a Facebook friend of mine, you know that I have this issue. I don't go to movie theaters a lot. And now people think I don't like to be touched. It's not like a clinical situation. So you're not like Howie Mandel. Exactly. Not at all. But what I have this, it's a mystery to me okay. that people will walk into an empty theater, empty, yeah, and, and sit next to a total stranger. And so I did this thing for a while where I was taking pictures of people that I didn't know who were sitting in a way that I deemed to be too close. Yeah. Because, you know, you got, I don't know how many seats are in a theater. More than one. 200, 250, maybe. Maybe. And if I'm, if, if it's Kim and I in there and you come up and sit within a seat. Yeah. And then it's just like the four of us. I think that's so unusual. So yeah, I was definitely. taking I was taking pictures of these people and posted them on Facebook. <laughs> now, I've been in this city for 25 years and I yeah. should have known better. And yeah. you can probably see where this is going. So the last time I did it, I posted a picture of this couple and I got a Facebook comment. Hey, <laughs> that's my mother-in-law. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> okay, so we went to Downton Abbey, and um, we were the first people in the theater. Back row, yeah. center. That's my spot. Back yeah. row. And people came up and sat right next to me. Unacceptable. It's just a little off-putting. It is. And I didn't share the four spiritual laws with them or anything like that. I probably should have, but I didn't because yeah. I was focused I hate- on me. I just want to enjoy a little Downton Abbey. The romance. The regalness of Downton Abbey. I just wanted to experience it. I hate going to movies with my buddy Randy because if anybody makes any noise, he will literally call them. Would you please stop? And I get (gasps) so uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Like if somebody brings their own, like we were at one movie and I swear to you, people brought a picnic. It was just like (laughs) crunchy bags and everything. And he literally stepped around and goes, are you kidding me right now? It's like, just open it already. Just open it. Yeah. We were in one movie and it was like kind of suspenseful and this lady is on the phone the whole, oh no, don't do that. Don't oh, you dare. come on, what, come on. What are you doing? And it was like, I, I thought I was going to die. So, well, Brian, why don't we jump into our first segment of the podcast before we keep rapid trailing that we like to call Prayer Concerns. Well, every week on the Worship Leader Problems Podcast, we like to read the prayer concerns that you guys receive in your church. And now, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, don't let this fool you. Um, while we do care very much how we can be praying for you, um, what this actually is, is that each and every one of us in our churches have a welcome card or a connection card in the back of your seat backs. And we ask people to fill it out if they're new. And we ask on the back, how can we pray for you? Tell us your story. But unfortunately, that what happens is in that spot where we ask to pray for how we can be praying for people, uh, people like to put all of the things that we are doing wrong in the church. 
And so we like to read those here on the podcast. And so Big Tasty, what do you got? Okay. Let's dive right in. Uh, prayer concern number one. Someone came up to me this past week and said, you just got back from vacation, right? Yeah, I can tell because you look a little soft, like a cushion. You gained some weight, right? Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Oh, come on, fam. Nunya. Remember that back in the day you used to say Nunya. None your business. None you. Prayer concern number two. This isn't a traditional prayer concern, but our pastor was on the front row yawning as we introduced a new song this morning. <laughs> yawning. Really coming from the heart there. So the, the first time I ever preached in our uh, last church, um, uh, I, I was up there and I'm preaching and there was a gentleman who originally invited my family to church in 1991 wow. and he was sitting there and I'm no lie. I'm sitting there and I'm into it. I'm preaching in uh Joshua chapters one or chapter one verses one through 10. And I look over and the dude's head is back on his shoulders. His mouth <laughs> is wide open and he is dead asleep while I'm up there preaching for the very first time in the main services. It's inspiring. Yeah, it made you feel like, wow, maybe I'm not called to this. <laughs> oh. Prayer concern number three. I'm the drummer at my church. In between our two morning services, one of our older members approached me to tell me how they had seen a video of a band with a guy sitting on a box, and he played it with his hands and tapped a tambourine with his foot. I explained to her that that box is called a cajon, and she asked if we could do that. I said, probably not, and she replied, I guess we'll never be a progressive church then. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Cajon equals progressive, apparently. 100%. Okay, number four. I once had a vocalist, a fuller-bodied lady, who sometimes pulled out a tambourine. It was a situation I desperately tried to get outlawed. One day I was pulled aside by the senior pastor and told we need to do something about her. And I finally excitedly answered, yes, finally, let's get rid of that tambourine. And he replied, no, it's not the tambourine. She jiggles too much and it's very distracting. Oh my goodness. I mean, a jiggling tambourine, tambourinist, is that a thing? I think so. I, I, I've always said it, man. If I ever got a tambourine, 100% it's in the, the shape of the Star of David. <laughs> and I would literally walk up to somebody who had just like a regular one, and I'd show it to him and go, do you even tambourine, bro? <laughs> Come on, fam. Tambo. All right, number five. I got this comment card while I was gone recently. The worship was awesome, which is always what you want to hear when you've been gone. Uh, and I would love to sing Flawless by Casting Crowns. Had they left the name, I would have been able to tell them that Flawless is a song by Mercy Me. <laughs> I, ooh, you know how you you made a confession earlier? Yeah. I, I have to make a confession. So when we were interviewing Mac Brock, uh, at the beginning of the, the episode, we started talking about how he's got a... The Lord has gifted him with a strong range. Oh, my. And I used to try to sing the song for the, for the honor. Well, I went back and listened to it the other day. It's definitely Chris Brown singing that and not Mac Brown, which explains why it was a little awkward in that conversation with, with Mac. So. Oh, it's so funny. It's so funny. Yeah. I thought I was thinking to myself the whole time. I was like, man, this is not going the way I thought it was going to go. And then I went back and watched it. And went, oh, mm, that totally makes sense because that's not his song. But hey, Mac, not that you'll ever listen to this, but if you ever did and you're hearing me talk about this right now, thanks for your grace in that moment. <laughs> oh. 
Number six, got a card that said, praying for continued discernment on appropriate levels of bass. <laughs> also, do more hymns and don't change the melody. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Come on, fam. Okay, number seven. This was emailed to me. Hi, for the past year or more, I have been having this repetitive crazy thought where by now I believe it's God crazy calling to me. I mentioned it to a couple of ladies in the church who told me to talk to you. So I want to see when I can meet with you to run this thing by you. Please have an open mind with me as I talk with you because I think this calling is not my own. When we met, she said she wants to join our worship team and play the xylophone. Now, she does not own a xylophone and has never played one in her entire life. (laughs) You know what I would just, I'd be like... You know, I am so sorry, but my xylophone mic's broken. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can't make this stuff up. Dude. That... <laughs> okay, number eight. Prayer concern number eight, the last one in the bottom of the pudding cup. A lady came up to me this past Sunday and said, you do a really nice job with music, but you should learn more than three chords. Oh, savage. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. So, somebody call the burn unit. Somebody call the burn unit. <laughs> okay. So listen to this dude. So um, my job title is the pastor of production and TC3 groups, right? So one of the group things that I lead is this, it's called Rooted. It's a 10-week discipleship program that comes from Mariner's Church. And, uh, it's, it's incredible. And so we've got like 70 people that are a part of this thing. And so I've got, um, eight tables with 10 people at each table. Right. And we spread them all over the auditorium in our lobby so people can have these conversations and stuff like that. So, um, we're setting things up early and I walk over a couple had gotten over there early. And so one of the things is you bring snacks for your table and they had gotten some of the, you ever had a candy or cotton candy grape? Yes. Okay. Well, I'd never tried one before. And so Dan is the gentleman that I work with at TC3. He's our video director. He's one of my table leaders. And so he goes, Jerry, have you ever had a cotton candy grape? Come over here and try this thing. So I go over there. I go to take a grape. And this older gentleman looks at me and goes, oh, are you Jeremy? And I go, yeah. And he goes, oh, okay, hold on. And he starts doing sign language. And he start, and I go, oh my gosh, dude, I'm so sorry. I do not speak sign language. And he goes, well, you're going to need to because it seems like you're just trying to blow everyone's ears out on the weekends. <laughs> I mean, that is definitely a, uh, somebody called the burn unit because it was like, it was like, I could not believe that it was happen- actually happening. So, hey, hey. Uh, okay. I'm not going to, I'm going to the Wayback Machine because most of the songs that I actually know for some reason are like all back in the 90s. <laughs> okay, here we go. <laughs> There's more that rises in the morning than the sun, and more that shines in the night than just the moon. Uh, it's more than just this fire here that keeps you warm, and a shelter is larger than this room. <laughs> Remember that song? <laughs> <laughs> 
No. <laughs> so if I stand, let me stand on the promise that you will pull me through. Testify, my man. That's the little Rich Mullins for you, baby. Oh, dude. If I stand by Rich Mullins. So good. So good. What was the one he sang? If I go out, I want to go out in a cloud of glory or whatever. <laughs> so if I go out. I'm... Dude, that dude, there was no messing around there. He went straight for it. Oh, he did. Well, hey, guys, thank you so much for sharing your prayer concerns with us here at the Worship Leader Problems Podcast. If you would like us to read your prayer concerns live here on the podcast, all you have to do is go to www.worshipleaderprobs.com, click on the Prayer Concerns tab, and we've got a little form you can fill out. It doesn't ask for your name. doesn't ask for your church's name. It is fully anonymous. And so thank you so much for joining us and being part of the Worship Leader Problems Podcast. Well, my man, let's jump into the last segment of the podcast before we jump back into part two with Luke Anderson that we like to call sliding into the DMs. I just want to see how long we can go before you die. So every week on the Worship Props Podcast, uh, we get a ton in our Instagram account that now has 60,000 followers. Uh, we get a ton, ton of questions. Uh, thank you again for you guys trusting us uh, and reaching out to us with your worship leader props. And uh, so what we like to do every once in a while is to pick one or two of those those different things that we've talked about in our, our DMs and bring them to the podcast. And so Big Tasty, what are we talking about? Uh, we're going to talk about team nights. And we have talked a little bit about team nights in the past, um, but... Uh, I just had one, and so I'm going to talk a little bit about mine. And um, we got uh, we had a DM this week uh, related to a uh, a leader and a team, and he just um, feels like his team is not really they're they're just more singing instead of worshiping. Nice. So we're going to talk about uh, team nights related to maybe kind of reigniting that fire for worship and for what we're called to do. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. Well, since you just had a team night, dude, why don't you, uh, why don't you go with that? Okay. All right. So, um, yeah. Okay. So the concept of team night is literally just gathering your team together on a night and, uh, uh, you know, it can involve, (laughs) it can involve a lot of different, uh, elements, you know, uh, where where mine are concerned, we typically involve food. We in, involve some fun. Um, we try to do some some interactive type activity game things. Um, we certainly do some worship, and many times we will break out into uh, specialties. So, like um, one of our guitar players will take all the guitar players into a room and talk about how to prepare songs as a guitar player, you know, specifically related. One of our drummers will take the drummers. Uh, One of our uh, production folks will take all the pro presenter ops into the worship center and talk about pro presenter and uh, what happens if maybe there's a tweak that needs to be made to a slide or whatever. This is how you do that. So instruction. Um, Now that's mostly what we do. Occasionally um, we feel the need to just, um, stoke the fire a bit. And so we kind of shelve yeah. all of the training stuff and uh plan different events for training. And then we just spend time together. And so the DM that we had gotten this week related to this was, you know, I feel like my, my team, uh, they're just kind of going through the motions. And so, yeah. 
um, we were having a creative meeting about our team night and somebody, this is my church. Uh, I'm not saying that they were g- going through the motions in any way. Um, but we, we have been through so much with campusing and stuff this yeah. year that we just felt, we felt like, uh, more important than the training for this specific night. Uh, we just needed some time together because we've been scattered all over the city. And so, uh, we made the decision to, um, you know, to not do any training and just make it a fun and worship focus night. So we actually brought, uh, our good friend Scott Longyear, who is, you know, a very sophisticated senior pastor just down yeah. the road from me. We brought him in, uh, to have him, uh, do some speaking. But other than that, we had food. We had, uh, I don't know, probably five or six sets of cornhole, uh, set up outside. We had, uh, what is the frisbee thing with the, um, can, can jam. jam. We had can jam set up. We had, uh, we brought in a, uh, like a, uh, Hawaiian ice type, you know, trucks so that our, our folks could just have really have a good time. And so after the food and the fun, um, we just came together for a time of worship. Scott spoke to us. Um, uh, Jared, our student worship pastor led us in like a directed time of prayer, um, and so that was really what we did. And so the, I think the the concept is so important because so often when we're together on the weekends, you know, time is short, at least at our place, time is short. And so there's, it's a challenge to cram everything in that you need to cram in, you know? And so we, we, we just felt the need to, to have a more of a connection building night. Um, and so my, my counsel to the guy who was DMing about his team going through the motions is it was this. Um, if, if what we do in our services is an overflow, so it's an overflow of what is happening outside the services, you know, just like our leading is an overflow of what happens in our, our private devotional time with the Lord. Um, you know, the same concept applies to our team. And so, um, I told him, something to try at least would be to spend more time worshiping as a team. You know, yeah. maybe, maybe you create a, a couple times a month or a monthly night where all you're doing is coming together and, and worshiping and praying as a team. Uh, you're not instructing, you're not talking about planning center. You're not, um, although it is the best, uh, you're not talking about any kind of how to other than let's connect with each other and connect with the Lord. That's great, dude. That's very good. Um, we used to do, uh, at, at Pathway Church, where I was from before, you, you heard me talk about, uh, we'd do a pig roast once a year, and that was it. It was fully, it was fully fellowship. Um, we'd do it outside. We had this, like, cool pavilion area, and right next to it's a huge playground and basketball courts and volleyball, and it's literally just go out with no agenda other than let's just spend time together. Uh, Randy and I would get up and just say a couple of things. We'd pray. And then just go have fun. But then two or three times throughout the year, we would have intentional training nights where they would come in. And it was always important to us. We always did tech and, and worship was always together. Hmm. Um, and it. it would start out with, uh, you know, Randy sharing vision um, because he is the worship pastor. He has been brought in. So even though I oversaw production, um, we still need to hear from the worship pastor of where he feels like the Lord is leading our services. Hmm. And then we would break off and I would take some, he'd take some. And so that, that was good. Uh, TC3. Um, I'm still figuring out what we're fully doing, but right now we're in the works of planning just for this one specifically, just for tech team, 
for me to get a chance to meet with everybody and then um, spend some really intentional time with our camera ops uh, being in the new building and new cameras and, you know, new stuff and all that kind of stuff. And like, so we're going to actually like play back a service and allow them to kind of watch and actually see what it feels like in the room um, uh, with what they're doing. And then, um, you know, just do some intentional training, but also at the same time doing some appreciation stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I'm trying to do now, and I'm stealing, I stole this from where I came from, but like, I'm, I'm doing a lot of like handwritten notes to my teams mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. Hey, thank you so much for serving. You know what I mean? Like uh, some of that stuff, um, it, it, it will help bring the team together more when they feel more appreciated. And you know what I mean? Like, mm. Um, so just, you know, doing some little things like that. So, but dude, I love, uh, all that you guys are doing NPCC. It's so good, dude. Well, and okay. So, well, I love that by the way, the, that pig roast, man, I, that's, that's amazing. I, I love that. I actually tried to do that this year, but I couldn't find anybody that did that in our area. So, um, okay. So I'm always trying to be mindful of, you know, Jeremy and I are at larger churches and a lot of our followers are at, are, are not, you know, you're at a, in a smaller church and, God love you for what you're doing there. Um, so if you, Absolutely. maybe you don't have, um, the facility or the resources or whatever to do something like that. So I'm always trying to be mindful of what, what are some ideas for you? And so, um, uh, we, we did this when I first came to my church. I probably need to do it again. We would have these, uh, here's what we called it. We called it a spontaneous dinner, sort of. Because with a big group, you can't make it that spontaneous. But we would just say, hey, this month we're going to meet for dinner at this restaurant at this time. Um, give us an RSVP. Everybody pays for their own meal. Um, and yeah. the whole purpose of it is just to be together. Um, Absolutely. You know, so that's something anybody could do. You could have like a pitch in at a park um, and just be together, have people, you know, bring some games or whatever. Um what, what, I mean, what else you could, uh, yeah, I mean, you, I mean, depending on, you know, on the size of your, your teams, I mean, just say, Hey, we're all going to grow, go over to so-and-so like it, it's the fall. This is what such a beautiful weather really everywhere, you know, um, and, and just go, Hey, we're going to go to so-and-so's house. They got a nice backyard and just bring your own food and some chairs. Let's just sit out back and let's chat and talk. And I mean, it doesn't have to be this big, elaborate thing. What it needs to be is just intentional time together Absolutely. outside of a Sunday or a Wednesday or Thursday or whenever you do your rehearsals. It's just, it's time outside just to get to know each other, to understand each other's hearts, to get in one, one rhythm together. Yeah. With no schedule or like super tight time frame or agenda or whatever. I um, mean, if I could just, if I could just summarize what you're trying to do. Is you're just trying to get your people together to create some relational fat beats, <laughs> some RPB, yeah, some RPBs, RPBs, all about those RPBs, at RPBs. WLP. That's right, that's right. And so, yeah, hey, if you're doing something that we haven't talked about, or DM us, email us. What are some team night ideas that you have used? Um, yeah. and we'll, we'll maybe share some of them on the Instagram or, yep. uh, on Facebook, you know, we're on Facebook as well. So give us a, give us a like, um, well, and it, you know, another thing you could do too, is if you're interested, um, you know, you could always reach out to us if you're having an event and, uh, you know, if, if we could make it work out, Brian, myself, Scott, maybe we could figure out a way to come and even be a part of some of those with you guys. So. Absolutely, man. We would love to come and, uh, invest in your, your team. Um, shoot us an email, info at worshipleaderprobs.com. And, uh, and, you know, we'll, we'll try to figure out what could be possible, but it'd be, it could be cool to have 
senior pastor, worship leader, production pastor, all together, uh, you know, pouring in into your team in the various disciplines. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, let's get into the last portion of our podcast. It's going to be uh, episode two with Luke Anderson from Elevation Worship. And, and like, it was like when you're trying to hold back the Holy Spirit, but he ain't having it. Yeah. Chris McClarney is actually the is one. Greatest video, man. That is. Yeah. But McClarney's the one that texted us and was like, somebody make a, a meme out of this. Now. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. That was like beast mode, man. I ain't having it. Taking that thing out of the way, that was so awesome, man. It's funny how that stuff. Uh, I in it, 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 not to be too spiritual at all, but really, I truly felt looking back, it really frustrated me. I really got so frustrated. I, I just felt like, like it was just stupid. I was like, man, I can't believe that something so stupid can make me so out of the moment. I was yeah. just so frustrated. And looking back, I was like, okay, that was pretty funny. It was, was really it, like it, every drummer in the world felt it too, man. Oh, yeah. they, were, they were all like cheering you up. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, well, it was, it, looking at it now, it's funny because you can see it, it just was it a perfect little segue of music between chorus and the verse two. So I, it was like, it's kind of broke down section. Uh, and so it, it couldn't have worked out any better in my favor. Um, <laughs> But it felt pretty awesome. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I bet it did. Like, yeah, that's gonna happen that way. Yeah, but, yeah. But McClarney sent us that, so he was just like, "Do this now." <laughs> so okay, so we have this Frank Five. Uh, question one is usually like, "Tell us about your ministry journey." But I kind of feel like you've done a lot of that already. Yeah. So. Awesome. Sorry. No, no you're good, good. Dude. Awesome. Very good. good. So <laughs> here's question two. Little on the. You know the funnier side. So uh, I take it. Are you mate? You're married, Luke. Yes, I am. Okay. So let's say Luke Anderson gets arrested. Okay. And your wife gets a phone call and just says, "Hey, Luke's arrested," and they hang up on her and they give her no clue as to why you were arrested. Why right. would she think you got arrested? Oh man! <laughs> why she thinks I would have gotten arrested with no, no context, nothing. Um. Probably because of me getting furious of someone driving in front of me. <laughs> Road rage. And I just let it go, man. <laughs> My I, favorite part of that question was Jeremy saying, let's just say you got arrested in Luke. Goes, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not out of the rubble possibility. <laughs> okay, I'm with you. Uh, man. Do this. The, well, I was thinking... Um, not to sound like I'm a uh, someone that gets arrested often, but I skateboarded for many years as a younger person, and especially on the West Coast, cops are much more uh, ruthless about you know not letting you skate on certain things. But there was a couple of times I got arrested for skating on a high school property at four o'clock when we were supposed to be off of it at three. You know, yeah. And I was thinking back to those times. Anyway. Well, you gotta be yeah, careful. We'd be driving. I can't handle drivers that are just naive and ignorant in our own world. You gotta be careful with this question. So, like, uh, we do this thing at our church called Rooted, and it's like this discipleship uh, class that we uh, have borrowed from Mariner's Church. And um, so, I have a weird job title. So, I oversee all production in our church, specifically audio and lighting. 
but I'm also the small groups pastor. Um, okay. and so I'm leading this thing. So we're sitting at, ta- at our table for, for rooted and we're like icebreakers. So I was like, I'll throw that question out. Well, everybody starts going around telling me all the times they actually got arrested. I was like, guys, I don't think, I don't think, <laughs> like this is week one and we're supposed to get super open over the next 10 weeks, but you know, this is hypothetical, right? And they're like, Oh, you didn't actually want to know. <laughs> and I was like, uh, no, I think it's probably going to be strongholds week, but okay. <laughs> Like, why don't you go ahead and tell us when you got arrested? Tell us your biggest sin pattern. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we over there. <laughs> yep. That's oh, funny. Okay, the next one. We we talked about the video. That would have to be on your list. So, like, but in your services and traveling, what's the craziest thing you've ever seen happen in a in a service or a concert or whatever? Um, shoot, there's been. Uh, multiple funny things that have happened. And I don't know if they're just funny because we're musicians and we think that it's just so funny, but there was, uh, there was, um, a time where <laughs> we didn't quite know how to just like, there's certain things where you just don't know how to recover from them in the moment and <laughs> yeah. you think you made the right decision. Um, so we start playing the song and it was at the time when we didn't white we didn't transpose stuff all the time now we can go to whatever key they have a sore throat we can lower to have step we were a little bit more locked in back then pre-ableton and all yeah. that but um we our keyboard player and me thought that we so i start the song and i think we're right and i was right the, the keyboard player was three whole steps up <laughs> and way joyous singing and it was this kind of sweet like serious song but he started singing three Whole steps up for a guy who's very high, and he gave <laughs> it, you know, twenty five seconds, seven to ten, and he stops. <laughs> <laughs> we don't do this at elevation, but we are going to try that again. <laughs> 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 it was just like instead of just like, okay, let's figure it out, keep going. And just the huge blanket statement of like that will make it better. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That and then very, very quickly after he grabbed the keyboard player and walked out in the hallway and we could all hear and he said, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> it's not that funny, but it, it felt like the whole world fell apart. You know? Oh, sure. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. There's, there's been a very large number of things like that that have happened. Uh, <laughs> the one, it's honestly the drum shield thing probably is the, highlight for me i know we've had other funny drummer things where like you fire the wrong song and everyone looks at you and your weeks ruined because you think you failed life but um there's been funny specials that have happened at church where we were doing this um switchfoot song is kind of a special and it was uh where it had all these words on this big wooden wall and they would tear the words off that kind of were spoken over them and then Eventually, the box would fold up and the worship leader would get into this pretty large box, six feet high by eight feet long. And then they'd wheel off. And that was the, the how the song ended. Like they, the doors would shut at the last chorus. They'd be done. Anyway, the, uh, the production volunteers, um, just not being musicians, not knowing what part of the song, anything's where we're at or anything. Uh, Chris Brown is tearing off these pages and it's supposed to be like two and a half minutes of one word at a time. And he yanks and the whole entire banner falls off. 
And so it's like, oh, well, that was supposed to be a two and a half minute ordeal. And so the production (laughs) volunteers are saying, wait, the paper's all done. So they went and closed them into this box for three minutes. And he just sang in this little box while nothing is happening now. Oh, my gosh. Just him sitting in a box (laughs) with lights on it. And then you just hear this voice coming from this box, which, I mean, obviously, uh, in the moment, those things feel like the best things in the world. But (laughs) nothing, nothing crazy, nothing like no one's died or anything, you know? Yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah, okay. it's fun to look back. It makes you feel like uh, it kind of relieves that taking yourself too seriously, you know? Mm. Yeah. Puts stuff into perspective. Absolutely. Yeah. So like at this point, um, you know, you've been with Elevation for 10 years and you've had some, is there any opportunities or things that you've done that you kind of look back and you just go, I see you guys, I see what you did there. You know what I mean? Like, just like, I don't want to say proud, but like you just look back and go, I cannot believe that the Lord chose me to be able to do that. You ever had an experience like that? Oh man, have I? Um, and when I say that, I really do mean that because uh, I, I would say when I was a little bit younger, sometimes you have those moments where you're like, Oh man, look what I accomplished. And then as you get older, you just start realizing how it's, there's so much sovereignty in the Lord. And that really ultimately is what has allowed me to do any of the stuff I'm allowed to do or have, been given the chance to do um i remember uh just a quick backstory um i remember being 12 11 10 9 around in that time mm-hmm. of my life and sitting in my bedroom with hillsong albums in my headphones and just learning every song and every film and dreaming of not wanting to be a part of hillsong but really ultimately more so than being a musician i really felt this desire and this kind of passion burning to be to do something with my life that was influential over people that are influential. And I know it's a very weird thing to say, and I didn't quite know how to phrase that or put it into words as a 12 year old, but I just kept getting this sense of like, Oh my gosh, the, the church needs to be the influential people of the world, not us taking creativity from the world and doing it a, a B plus version. But I just felt like, man, Lord, if anything, I want to be someone that inspires and influences people that are influential. And I'm like, that's really, truly how you can change the world is when you are wanting people from the world are looking at the church saying, how are they getting all this creativity? Where is this standard of excellence? So starting kind of in that, I launched from age 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, I started being in more bands that I created. And the goal was really to be someone that was the front runner in creativity of music, fashion, art. Um, I didn't really, I was never a painter or an artist. Um, but more so I wanted to find other people that were passionate in other fields that were involved in creativity and arts. But, um, that kind of caused my journey in music to, to take the course it did was I was like, well, I don't really want to be just in the church and worship. Um, I want to be a band that people see and can tell something's different, but not based off of us talking about Jesus or whatever, but they actually see something different in our lives. And, um, when I was 18, like I said, I moved to Charlotte and I felt kind of like I had given up on any connections I had to music. Um, that's all my friends back home. I met some guys and later the band formed called paper tongues. Um, it was, we were pretty active about a decade ago. Um, but that, um, 
I remember when I was 23 or 24, we did, we got asked to go on a, to be direct support for Lincoln Park for an arena tour. Oh, wow. And I remember sitting there thinking right after we played, um, it was in Arizona, the Arizona Suns Arena was my first arena that I ever got to play in. Wow. But I remember thinking um, in a very, it hit me and, and it actually made me kind of emotional of, me being this 12 year old again in my room and, and realizing that it wasn't just a good idea to want to be an influencer of the world, but that really had to have come only from the Lord. I couldn't have, I couldn't have chosen to think that way. And that was kind of the first moment where I felt like, well, you know, the Lord isn't, he really isn't a big, huge, you know, teasing bully that puts stuff in our heart just to put him in our heart and tease us. Um, he really, does put those things and gives us passions for us to be able to walk in them and to, to live them out. And I felt like, um, I felt like I did have to get to a point of dying to that for him to be able to revive it, bring it back. But ultimately, um, that moment was the first moment where I realized, you know, this is not something I could have done out of my own strength. Yeah. To get here and to be a part of this, you know, 24 year old. And then, uh, then, going around and I, I felt like the Lord kind of let me see the secular world of music with, we played with bands like Bush and Muse and Fun and, and wow. uh, Switchfoot, uh, Paramore, uh, I mean, you name it, the Corn, Limp Bizkit, P.O.D. It, it was just, I just got started seeing this and, and I realized like, look, and I maybe when I was single, it was a little bit easier to be doing that. When I got married, eventually I realized that the sacrifice of being gone from a wife and then going and entertaining someone for 90 minutes and that's all you leave that started to not feel like it was had any sort of worth in me to do that. Yeah. And that's ultimately I didn't, I didn't feel like I intentionally made this choice to change on my own of saying, I'm done with secular music. I'm going to go over to worship. The Lord really orchestrated that very much so in his own timing. And with the doors, certain doors closing, and then me just kind of almost feeling like, well, this is the next direction I need to go. I need to go somewhere. He really directed me and even changed my desires to really want to start investing my life fully into worship and creating an environment that, allows people to have a moment with the Lord that ultimately changed their grandchildren's lives. But every time now we're in those situations where, you know, it's an arena or something that's like a kid dream. It's almost like, you know, I got the pony for my birthday. Kind of a feeling. Yeah. I, it is like, it doesn't happen all the time. Now that every time I'm in a basketball arena, you do get, get used to certain things. But again, just yeah. like uh, two nights ago, we were at Red Rocks and that was, again, I was, I, it was a very emotional time because it was, it wasn't like I had changed my desire or what I felt called to, but the Lord just allowed my journey to eventually take me to this Red Rocks amphitheater to play in wow. you know, Colorado. And it was one of those things where you, as you get older, you start feeling like, Lord, I am, I have so nothing to offer truly. It's not just finding the right words to sound like you're spiritual, but really when that starts settling in, it's like there's this so much more of a gratitude and like truly thankfulness that I feel towards the Lord. And I will, I hate to say when I was younger, 
there was times when I fully was just so cocky and thought I, you know, I am that awesome. You know what I mean? But then as you get older, you start to realize, wow, I really, <laughs> I'm really not. I'm really not, <laughs> it's really not me. You know, yeah. there's, I can practice all day long. I'll never be the best drummer. It's really not me. This is just, I, I have, and honestly, you come back to the question a lot of why is it me and uh, yeah. X, Y, or Z or the next, the, the dude next door that's more, more qualified than I am, you know? Yeah. So there is, I will say there are very, there's several moments where that really hits home so much where it, even, uh, I will be honest in the Red Rocks, I felt that there were some times where I was singing this song and I felt almost like I was singing it out of being that kid again. Yeah. you almost can't not tear up at just how much the Lord's been so faithful and grateful to me. Oh. You know what I mean? And, oh, uh, I, there's sometimes I'm completely unemotional. So, yeah. you know, I'm not really just walking around like with a dove on my shoulder. Yeah. You know? No, uh, I, I, I fully understand. Like, um, so last week we were, uh, two weeks ago now, Brian, we were at yeah, experience yeah. conference. And so because of the hurricane and all that stuff, we had, uh, Katie Perry's front of house guy. Uh, his name's Aaron. Wow. I think this is a gateway. Um, he was supposed to come mix for us. And yeah. he was another plane that got canceled and couldn't come. And so they come to me and they go, Jeremy, you're mixing this week. And yeah. I was like, um, okay, you know, and so we get, <laughs> you know, like I've, I've been, you know, I, I mix all the time. You know, it's like, it's next to like the word and the Lord. It's my greatest passion is being me on a console, but like, Never any big opportunities, you know, like do a youth event here or something like like nothing. But I've studied forever, uh, you know, like I obsess over it, uh, you know, like I've been to every mix sheet I can find, like you know, like. Yeah. So I finally get up there, and like it felt like the, I've very similar same like dreams as a kid that kind of right. dormant for many 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 years. Right. And we get to Wednesday morning, and I'm mixing for Meredith Andrews. Wow. And it was just like sobbing wow. in the back of the room that like yeah. okay lord like thank you you know what i mean and, but it yeah, was right. like wow. those dreams that i had as a kid you right. know but but i think but part of it though is is that even if the lord has not made those dreams come to fruition yet it doesn't mean you should be working any harder before you get there you know what i mean like right. ask right. my wife countless hours on youtube countless hours with quiz tone countless you know what i mean like right. Right. just because not because i had this like dream of i'm gonna go mix front of house for somebody but because like Right. I know it honors the Lord every time I stay on that console yeah. in a church. Absolutely. And I want to make that be the most beautiful experience I possibly can for these people. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Right. Like that's the motivation behind it. So like, yeah, I'm, I just stand back there and I got to uh, also mix for, a, I can't say his last name, Matthews. Like, <laughs> yes, I, don't, yeah. I don't even know. I know that guy. Yeah, you know him. <laughs> I probably can't. And it was just like, again, it was just, it was just sitting there like sobbing, like, okay, Lord, thank yeah. you for your faithfulness, you know? So yeah. good. So good. It's okay, here's question. Go ahead. Is question number five. Um, okay, you, I, I got it. Some of these interviews are stunning to me. And this is, this is, I don't know what I expected, but this, just every time you open your mouth, I'm on the verge of tears just because there's all the great stuff that you're taking us to. So, um, question number five is if you could gather every worship leader, every band, every volunteer, every production person, we could get them all in one of those big arenas. Um, and we gave you a microphone to say something to them about 
worship or ministry? What what would you say to them? Um, it's interesting to phrase it that way, but i I like that. I like that you kind of just summed up, kind of like what's the end all, the all, what we're all doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that that is something. Uh, probably the hardest thing that I've come across for me personally and what I see is a big trip up for other people is um, ultimately what I would say is find people that are passionate, that are driven, that have a heart for the Lord that want to be used and replicate yourself as the best you possibly can into that person and then put them on your shoulders and push them up as far, far as they go and then you step out of the way. And um, I say that not because I think it sounds awesome and it sounds like a good answer, but I really have experienced what that feels like. And I'm, I'm, I don't want to keep saying that I'm young, like I'm trying to not act like I'm old, but I really do feel like I'm young and naive. Um, and I, I, at church, um, when I was maybe 25 or 26, I had been playing at the main campus for, three or four years, the broadcast campus. And every weekend about uh, for three, I'd say three years every weekend. And I remember getting a call from Max saying, Hey, I want you to start working um, with raising up our other drummers and kind of starting to be more of a coach on our team while you still play. And I remember one of our drummers, um, Dominic, he, uh, one of our great guys he's been around for a long time now. He, he, uh, I called him very often, almost every single week. And I'd say, Hey, how'd that go? How did flowing go behind Pastor Steven? Okay. How was Ableton? Okay. How, do you know how to tap tempo? Do you know how to sway a tempo? All right. Where are you at? Let's meet up. And for that went on for a good while. And I remember feeling like, Oh, I'm just helping this guy out. And then I started to realize I got a call from Max saying, Hey, Dominic's going to be at the main campus. We're going to move you to Matthews. And I remember feeling quite hurt at first. And then I realized, oh my gosh, this is it. Though. This is, <laughs> this is what it has to be. And, and, and now there, if, if I let my flesh get in the way, I can say, who does Dom think he is? You know, that's my spot and I need to self-preserve and I need wow. to. And the thing that I hate is wow. I, I hate this is you see this where, uh, people are quote leaders and they raise people up, but they raise them up enough to where they can still be the puppet master and, and they never let them actually get on their shoulders and, and advance in front of them. Wow. And ultimately wow. I feel like that's a lack of trust in the Lord when you are in a place of self preservance or uh, preservation. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like, Preservation and perseverance put together, but um, <laughs> perseverance. Uh, no, uh, which leads to I perspiration. Think I- <laughs> 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 um, that's funny. <laughs> I it sometimes. Um, but really, truly, I, I do feel this sense of in the fleshly part of my life, and in other people, you can see it. Uh, some more plain than others um, where it's like this, this massive like self-preserving mindset of like, well, I'm going to definitely be a blessing and help, but Oh God, I'm not going to let them get 
to take my shoes. You know, uh, right. this is my spot. I got to, and ultimately I feel like that actually cuts off the fullness that the Lord can do in your life. Mm-hmm. You know? um, and it, it's a scary thing, especially now this is not the first time. I'm not, Dominic is not the only person that in a sense is surpassed me in certain ways. Yeah. Um, we're still very much on a team. I love Dominic like a brother and I've been able to now see like, Lord, I'm so thankful you put me in that position to learn that. And I, it was, it was an easy, no, it's not easy to do that. It's not easy to build something and to work and invest in something and then ultimately give it away to someone for free and then, then see you surpass, they surpass you. Um, that happened with Vincent Bernard, who, um, now has tracked probably on close for this roughly the same amount of records as I've tracked on. Yeah. Uh, but again, he, he would call me and say, Hey man, I don't know how to do this. I don't know. He, he, I, he shadowed me his first weekend at church. And, uh, now I'm looking back and I'm saying, wow, you know, am I going to trust that the Lord has my future or am I going to hold on to what he's given me so tight to where there's not even room for him to, graduate me to the next things he has because I'm holding so tightly on and I'm not willing to take myself, multiply it, put them on my shoulders and step out of the way and say, all right, Lord, I've done what I can do. I, I've, I've multiplied myself. I've backed out of the way. And now they're the, ne- the next generation has come up and taken my spot. Now, what do you have for me? Because now I'm empty, you know, and it's, I don't feel like I will stop seeing that. I, but I will say there's elements of times I've seen it where I'm like, what if I wouldn't have called Vincent for a couple of years or gotten together and drum chatted with him? Yep. Then he probably wouldn't have been quite ready to start playing on albums. He's a phenomenal drummer. Obviously, we all are learning from each other. I'm not like this sensei master that he learned everything from. But <laughs> just the relationship of investing yeah, and, and seeing their, their growth and their advancement um, that's a hard, that's a very, it's a hard thing. And I wish it was easier. And I wish that more people would be willing to sacrifice what they feel like they've earned themselves. Mm. And, and if, but I feel like if you feel like you've earned it yourself, then you're going to want to hang on to it for yourself. Mm-hmm. But if you yeah. really get the, the concept and the mindset that that is from the Lord, then it helps keep into perspective when you need to release it that you're just giving it back to the Lord for him to give you something else that he can entrust you with, you know? And I feel like the Lord won't bless things that you're not being a good steward of. And that's a biblical principle. I feel like the best way that worshipers can be good stewards is to in a form of worship is to take what the Lord's given you, invest it and sow it into someone else and let them go and flourish. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, absolutely. Wow. That's something that I feel like, um, I know I'm, uh, a lot of people say, well, you're just a drummer. I mean, I'm like, I, I'm not just a drummer. I, that's right. drumming is, has got me into several doors. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, again, like if drumming was my thing, I'd be burnt out and I'd yeah. be at home and I'd want to work at Costco because I can get home every night. Exactly. You know, I don't make money off Costco. That's not a plug. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying is, yeah, absolutely. Drumming is the, the the thing that so happened to get me into certain doors, but ultimately, the people that are there are the ministry. And so, if you're just operating out of a gift and you're not actually operating in one of the fivefold ministries, 
and you've missed it and you'll, you won't drumming or music or that won't sustain you and make you happy. Mm. Eventually you'll, you'll resent that thing that got you there. If that's the, if that's the end all goal, you know what I mean? Yep. 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 But yeah, the Lord's been really, I feel like the Lord has done a very good job at correcting me and, and really hone me in and not let me become my own cancer. You know what I mean? Wow. If it that's wasn't good. up to the Lord being a good father to me, I could easily and just fully ruined and invalid. You know what I mean? Yeah. And who knows what I'd be doing, you know? Yeah. Probably be in wow. prison from beating up some driver. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and full circle. <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, I got one. I got one last question. We asked this, we had Mac on a couple of weeks ago and we asked him this. How often do you arm wrestle Pastor Steven and what is your record? Oh man, I've never arm wrestled. <laughs> I never have. Not that I probably couldn't have, but I really think <laughs> he's probably twice as strong as me. Got the guns, man. He's he's got like, guns. You can look back in our archives and it's like Pastor Steven when he was a little boy, and then Pastor Steven when he found some protein powder stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Pastor Stephen, when the only thing he could put over his head was a V-neck, <laughs> he looked so little looking back when I first joined, like a uh, almost like a teenager in in some aspects. Yeah, you know, from afar, from how you guys see him, one day he was just so buff looking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very different. Um, well- well, Luke, thank you so much for coming on. Thank man. you, man. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. Oh, awesome. Not to interrupt. I interrupt do want to interrupt, baby. It's, it's goes sort of back to the final question that you asked. Yeah. The final one, but before that, um, there's a drummer named Al Circle who's become a mentor of mine. Um, he has played drums for Jason Upton for about 15 years. Um, he also has recorded John Mark McMillan albums. Wow. Helser's albums, you know, very world renowned drummer. Um, he got second place in the Guitar Center drum off for the US in 2000. Wow. Just okay. a monster guy. And we happen to live in the part. And wow. part of, um, we recently, within the, within six months, started meeting and talking. And it quickly turned into a almost like a spiritual mentor relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, Obviously, we geek out about drums a little bit, but more so, we're, we we dove so quickly into the spiritual world of what am I created for? What are we here for? And and literally, it's funny that you even talked about like, or I even kind of started talking about you know partnering alongside someone, investing into them, raising them up, being a resource for people, and and then ultimately equipping the church, and then letting the Lord bring something new. We out of our deep conversations and honestly questions like that and conversations that would end up sometimes going for an hour or two on the phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, uh, within a week approached me and said, we need to do a drummer podcast where, um, drummer, it's not just for drummers to talk about a new drum head that came out, but literally talking about what does a drummer actually do in the role besides just playing drums spiritually? Yeah. What is it like? What are similarities? What are, and so I really, truly, it's, under a week of us trying to figure out what we want to do. We know we want to call it drummers lead. Um, And it's going to be drummers leading the conversation and all things to spirituality, to um, being a good steward, being a good mentor. And I did want to tell you guys about that because that really is in the vein of 
wanting to, in a sense, do the best I can with what the Lord's given me to bless Absolutely. the corporate yeah, you know I mean? That's awesome. And that's so we're incredible. literally, it's not going to be us talking about drumsticks. There might be small amounts of that, but really like, this is what the Lord's doing. This is what the Lord's showing me. This is what I've experienced. This, this is hard things. Let's talk about the real honest things of ministry. Um, so I'm excited. I don't know how it's going to look or go, but we that's do awesome. have a Instagram called drummers. Lead. Awesome. That's good. Yeah. Dude. I'm, so I'm thankful. No I'm idea what that's going to do, but we're pumped. Yeah. Yeah, because like for me, like part of the my passion behind doing this podcast is like so I'm a tech guy. I, I have a weird personality where I, I like God has called me to be an ordained pastor, and I'm also yeah. and I love people, so like that yeah. makes it super weird for a tech guy. But like too often, <laughs> we push tech guys just to be so good at their job that we're we're willing to overlook where they're at spiritually. Oh, totally. So oh, like man. for me, like a huge uh, thing for me is saying that like yeah, you can be super good with a compressor. And also, like, no doctrine of theology and love the Lord. You know what I'm saying? Like, those two things do actually can go hand in hand. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I even feel like that. You hit on something. It's such a big topic of, you know, people being skilled and they get put in these positions. They can't, their integrity and their character won't allow them to have longevity in just because of a fancy voice. Exactly. You know, I feel like that's an epidemic in ministry. You know, people are looking for the next trendy haircut more so okay. than what fruit okay. is in their life and what, uh, what, what, I don't know, past faithfulness and past, what's their track record look like, you know? Um, I remember Joyce Meyer came to our church and said, her, she read something, I wish I could remember the scripture, but she read something about uh, put people in leadership that are, X, Y, all this list of things. And it said nothing about gift, giftings or talent. It said yeah. about maturity, all the spiritual growth, spiritual discipline. Yeah. All those people in leadership. Don't put someone who saved into a place of leadership. And it was interesting for a young church to hear that. And yeah. we put so much value on gifts and ability. Yeah. And I feel like it was really cool to see like probably the grandmother of all of what we all do in in a big sense, her ministry and what she's done for the Lord. But for her to, for her to say that in such a plain, unemotional form, like, well, let's just be honest. (laughs) Those things the Lord doesn't even say focus on, focus on these other things. And that should be a secondary thing. Yeah. yeah, It's something I think about a lot. Um, It is interesting though, that, you brought that up in the, in, in the form of being a tech um, and how you can be so looked at as a set of skill versus a human, you know, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, even with musicians, a lot of times you see that, I mean, if a musician plays good, then by all means we need you at every midweek and every baby dedication and everything, yada, yada, yada. Oh, are you doing good spiritually? Yeah, you know? exactly. How's your family? Whatever. Right. Right. Um, anyway, awesome. that was, yeah, you just, I just t- took my filter off and you're hearing me talk. That's good, man. I love it, we dude. love it. Appreciate your heart, oh. dude. Seriously. All right, man. He was awesome. He was so, and he was awesome. And we made a friend. We did make a friend. We've texted a bunch outside of. Which is pretty cool. Um, yeah. So. He, well, you, you are a likable man. You're, you're a likable dude. <laughs> I, I try to be. They call you the big relation. <laughs> 
Okay. It was so funny before the episode, before we hit record, I was the big emotion. You were the big emotion. We always today. pray beforehand, and I was, I was crying like a baby this morning. So, yeah, yeah. Can I can I say menopause or is that? <laughs> no. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to episode forty-seven of the podcast. If you wouldn't mind, uh, wherever you're listening to this podcast right now, would you stop and hit subscribe and also give us a five-star rating? Uh, that just means the world to us. And uh, please, if you want to just leave a few kind words, we'd also appreciate that. If you'd like to send us in your prayer concerns, don't forget you can go to info at worshipleaderprobs.com, send us an email, but don't do that because we wouldn't answer it back. But if you go to www.worshipleaderprobs.com and click on the prayer concerns tab, we would definitely get all of those. So, hey, and you know, we, we gave them a challenge to get us to 400 reviews. That's right. We're at 320. Jeez. We're gaining ground. So thanks, fam. Thanks for doing that. You guys are awesome. All right. Well, until next time, see ya. Deuces. Deuces.